Hello, Sweet Sela podcast listener. We have an exciting invitation for you. Plan to help us celebrate our 100th episode on April the 1st. Wow, 100 episodes, that is a lot. Would you, dear listener, lend us your voice for this special occasion? For those of you who will not be able to come in person to our party, you can send a short testimony with your name, where you're from, and why you enjoy this podcast. You could even record it and send it along. Please email written or audio to Sharon at SweetSela.org. For you, dear listeners who live near Rochester, New Hampshire, well then, come on over to the party on Saturday, April 1st. We will be at Ward Radio from 10 to noon. Their studios and offices are at 120 Washington Street. In true party atmosphere with food, balloons, door prizes, and a drawing, please come. You can also record your testimony in the studio. We would love to see you there. Welcome to a podcast designed to bring biblical encouragement to your weary soul. We are so glad you're listening and we pray God blesses you and strengthens you in your walk with Him. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is brought to you by the cooperative efforts of Sweet Sela Ministries and Word Radio. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments podcast. This is episode 95, Fruit-Filled Living. We are back after a long break and eager to start season 7 today. We're devoting an entire season to fruitful living, and today is sort of our introduction. We'll be looking at many different Bible passages related to bearing fruit. Sharon, talk to me about this topic. (laughs) Well, there's more on it than I thought there'd be, let me tell you. It is (laughs) definitely going to fill the season. Oh, good. (laughs) But let's start simply. What's your favorite fruit? Let's talk about actual fruit before we talk about spiritual fruit. Yeah, my favorite fruit. I do love apples. Do you? I do. I love yeah. them. But it's really hard to find like a really good apple. I like the crispy sweet ones. Uh-huh. And I found at um, Butternut Farms, which is a little a little farm near us. I've been there. It's beautiful. Yes, it's a beautiful farm. They have this whole giant chalkboard with every apple that they grow and a description about each one. Like this one's sweet and a little bit mushy, good for applesauce. This one is good for <laughs> pies. This one's good for etc. This wow. one's good for eating. So you can look and find like your perfect apple. The perfect apple. Yeah. Isn't it stunning? This is so like God. Snowflakes <laughs> are individual. Yeah. An apple is not just an apple. You have Macintosh and you have Gala and I just got apples called Envy. I've never what heard is an those. Envy apple? I don't know. I haven't I tried it yet, but I'm like one that Eve would have gone. I'm a little after. suspicious <laughs> yeah. about the title. I feel a little guilty having bought it. What is this Envy apple? You have to tell me what it tastes like. <laughs> but my favorite fruit is always fruit in season. Oh yeah, like a strawberry picked. Mm. In the, what what is it, June around here? Uh, Best, best, best grapefruit when it's fresh from Florida and not kind of wooden. There's a big difference between, I do not like grapefruit from the store, but we had fresh grapefruit and it changed my life. Oh yeah. You know why? Because it was juicy, wasn't it? Yes. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't as bitter and like hard Mm -hmm. and dry. Yep. I started to think about that, Nicole, and part of what makes fruit good is the Mm. amount of moisture in it, the amount of um, liquid in it, strawberries that are juicy, the um, grapefruit that's juicy, and I thought of living water. The fact that Jesus gives us living water, (laughs) and and when when we're fresh, because we've just been with him, our fruit is sweeter. 
Oh, it's my weird analogy of the day to get us started. (laughs) That's perfect, though. (laughs) So, anyways, let's now talk about spiritual fruit. But I just thought, wow, there's so much fruit, and the best fruit is fresh from the vine, you know, that stayed close to the vine. That hasn't been transported and frozen. I love it. Well, Well, there is a lot of correlation between actual fruit and the fruit that we're going to talk about today, mm -hmm. the fruit that God gives us. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about the fruit that God gives us. Absolutely. You know, God gives us a purpose while we're here on earth. We're not just saved and we just kind of like hang out and wait for heaven. We have a job. We have a purpose here. We do. Yeah, We do. Absolutely. And it's to be fruit bearers. Yes. That it's so wonderful, Nicole, to think... um, I will live here until my purpose is done. Yeah. God has a plan for me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fruit bearing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes our fruit, surprisingly, isn't always tangible. No. And we will cover that more next week. Oh, we sure will. <laughs> we sure will. Yes. And sometimes you look good on the outside and you're not on the inside. Yeah. Absolutely. Get well, a gross apple. But again, yeah. later next week. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And sometimes fruit bearing is hard. It Sometimes is. it's, it it's is. hard to do. It's so. going to hurt. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to learn about the hurting today. Mm. So I just, I just think it's so crazy how too often we want to present Christianity as this soft, comfy, happy feeling, you know, <laughs> yes. all the time. And it is that because we mm. have the Lord always with us, but he asks hard things mm. of his disciples. Yes. He does. Yep. And um, so we're going to get into that today. <laughs> we're <laughs> going to start good. with the basics, and it really doesn't get much more basic than Jesus' illustration of the vine and the branches, mm. which is what we're going to look at today. It is so easy to think we can do stuff on our own, and we just can't. Nope. <laughs> so we're going to study Jesus' amazing message to his disciples in John 15 in just a moment. But first, would you set the stage for us? What's mm. going on at the time that Jesus talks about the vine and the branches? This is kind of amazing. This is right before they're headed to the Garden of Gethsemane and ultimately this horrible, painful, terrible death. So this is like moments before. It feels like they're walking to the garden because you have this chapter about the vine and the branches. Then there's this chapter right after that he talks about the Holy Spirit. And then he prays for his disciples. And the chapter right before he goes to the garden. Uh So I can just see Jesus sitting down and talking to them and it's so beautiful, isn't it, that even on the way to his death, he was still He's so still burdened teaching. with yes. giving wisdom to his disciples, yeah. not trying to get out of it, <laughs> no, <laughs> or trying to hide, but telling them every little thing he could possibly get in before the end. I love it. It was like me right before my girls went to college. Wait, I have more to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you balance your checkbook yet? Yes. yes <laughs> do you yes. know how to separate your Are clothes? Are you sure you can do the laundry? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he's got all these last minute details. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's a long discourse on yes. the way to the garden. <laughs> he is just like, and this, and this, yeah. and this. So I feel like the vine and the branches is hugely important. Right. He is trying to equip and prepare these disciples for what's going to happen. And yeah. he wants them to be fruit bearers. Absolutely. He does. So, okay. Let's read about it. Let's read it. Why don't you start <laughs> with verse one and we'll go back and forth. <clears throat> all right. So we're reading from John 15. So I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. 
for apart from me you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will, be, will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Oh, my goodness. Can we stop there? He's saying this right before he lays down his life yes. for his friends. Can you feel like that? Right before. <laughs> that weight. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Back to verse 14. <laughs> Whew. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the father told me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. Love each other. Okay. Yes, let's (laughs) dig deeper now. Nicole, we're going to look at each section carefully and learn how we can bear fruit in God's kingdom. And why don't you just start, reread verse 1 and tell me what you think. We'll go back and forth. All right, this will be fun. So verse 1 is, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. So right off, I'm struck by Jesus' humble heart. He's acknowledging that God is the gardener. He's mm-hmm. giving God the authority to prune and to water and to grow as he will. Yes. So his humble things. heart is a really good thing that we should put ourselves into a place of as well. Like, I'm not doing any of the growing. I'm here. Right. You do that. Right. <laughs> it's interesting. You know, we're the fruit, but we can't do the fruit stuff, right. the branches, <laughs> because we need the vine. Right. But Jesus chose to do everything his father told him because his father was the gardener. So there's this like hierarchy thing going yeah. on when Jesus was on earth. he established it. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. I love I that. that's kind of cool. Yeah. Okay, verse two and three. I'm going to read these two together because okay. they kind of go together. And this is an ouchy part. Yeah, yeah this is a little it tricky. Is. Mm. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit mm. and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they mm. will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. It's a little ruthless here, isn't it? Branches cut back or removed even. But you know why? That's how important the fruit is. Mm. The gardener wants the branches to bear fruit. And he will do even painful things because he wants the branches to fulfill their purpose. Oh, absolutely. Right? A branch is just this dead thing unless it does what it was made for yeah and we are just dead things if we're not doing what we were made for and so we've got to be pruned we just do (laughs) and part of the pruning is listening and obeying to Mm -hmm. the message that god gives us doing things like choosing forgiveness Mm -hmm. not being offended um submitting to God allowing hardness in our life. Like sometimes, yes. you know, I'll be, I remember when I was in Moms in Prayer, I was, I was the national director. I was doing all these things. Yeah. And then Dad Gamble came in and lived with us. Mm. I got pruned. Yeah. I could not do my job. I had to quit my job mm-hmm. because I needed to take care of Dad Gamble, yeah. which was absolutely more important mm. 
than what I was doing, even though what I was doing was very visible and very fun. Yeah. Um, I, needed to, I needed to go home yeah. and take care of dad. Um, so we have to submit mm-hmm. to the pruning, the cutting back. what he s- cuts off with. <laughs> right, so that we can bear more fruit later. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you ever seen a tree or a bush pruned, like a fruit tree or a fruit bush pruned? I've seen a grapevine pruned, and it looks like a stump (laughs) on the ground. I'm like, that will never flourish. (laughs) Yes, so my my uncle-in-law has a beautiful berry farm in Mechanic Falls. He grows Uh blueberries and raspberries and strawberries and all the berries. So he (laughs) was showing my mother-in-law how to prune her blueberry bushes. She has about 20 of them. Wow. And Uh she came up to me all excited going, come see my bushes. They look dead they're completely he pruned <laughs> off everything i'm like oh no she was like let's do it to yours too and you're like <laughs> so she came back over. off mother-in-law <laughs> but my poor little blueberry bushes so we did we pruned them and it was it's very hard because i'm cutting off things that have growth yes but the whole goal of what he told us was all these little offshoots that are producing little blueberries you cut them all off because yeah. it sucks the energy the energy from the stem and the roots that need to go into growth of the really? branches. Okay. So you should only have so many main branches because the plant can't sustain more than, I think it was five or whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you're cutting new growth and you're cutting ruthlessly thinking you're not going to have any blueberry. I'm cutting off like blossoms that were going to turn into you're blueberries. You're like, goodbye, blueberries. <laughs> no blueberries. The first year was a little rough because it uh-huh. has to kind of heal right. and put the energy right. where it's supposed to go. The yeah. next year, my blueberry bushes were loaded this year. Wow. I couldn't, I'm like, it works. He wasn't lying. <laughs> but it was scary to trim everything dead. off. Yeah. 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 So yeah. To, to think about that in my own life, like what God is cutting off that I'm putting energy into that really isn't, you know, growing us where God wants us to be. Right. It's right. hard because it could yeah. be a good thing. It could be producing fruit, but little, you know, three blueberries, mix. not 10 blueberries, but right. three. And not what he wants for you, yes. the main branch, what yeah. he wants. Yeah, we can get really distracted by a lot of things. And sometimes we need to be taken back to a stub. Yes. <laughs> and, it, and the plant does kind of bleed a little. It's tough. So anyway, yeah. pruning is tough, but it's necessary. It is necessary. <laughs> and it's for greater good. It really That's is. the thing we have to remember. Okay, you've asked me to step back. There's a purpose in this. Yeah. Let me draw close to you, Lord. And fill me, fill me, fill me so that I can burst with blueberries again. (laughs) And that can be a sweet time too, that healing time where you are kind of sitting there in the stillness with God going, oh, you took all these things away that I thought were producing fruit. So what, where do I need to grow now? Yes. And we listen better. We do. Because we've been pruned, you know, it's like, okay, so what do you want? Because I thought I knew. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Very interesting. (laughs) So the next verses are verses four and five. Um, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So this reminds me of when I was homeschooling the girls. We talked about these verses and we went and found a plant that was growing in our house and we pulled off a leaf and we just put it by itself on the side and said, let's see how this leaf does. How does it do? It died very quickly and turned brown and crusty. And and it was such a good illustration for the girls to see that like, oh, this leaf might want to grow, but it can't. It's dead. As soon as we disconnect from God, we can do nothing. He mentions it several times in this passage. He does over and over. And he's pretty clear. Apart from me, you can do 
nothing. Nothing. Not like, well, you'll do okay. Yeah, no, you'll, yeah, yeah. you can do no, nothing, nothing without him. Absolutely. We are as useless as a dead leaf beside the... What a great illustration. <laughs> branch, yes, and the leaf died fast. It did. Oh, Very of course quickly, it did. Without nu- nutrients. That living water is necessary yes, is. for everything. I love that Jesus calls himself <laughs> living water. I that do. That is really cool. I love the word remain, too. It means, it implies you could wander away. Right. And, and he's like, no, 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 stay. Yes. Stay close, stay close, stay close. Mm. Over and over. It's all, the, the other word for it is abide. Yes. Live with me. Yeah. Be attached to me. <laughs> we have to stay attached. Yeah. That's yeah. the only way to live. Yeah. So, okay, verse six is a tricky one. Mm. Anyone, says Jesus, who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. Okay, so this is sobering. Mm. This is sobering. If we are not attached to him, bad things are going to happen to us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they really are. We have to have that living water. We are going to wither. Mm. And I thought about it because it almost sounds like, well, but if I was attached to you, I thought I could, I could never lose you. You right. know, what does that mean, Lord? Does that mean I can lose my salvation? And I remembered a passage in 1 Corinthians 3. So I actually, I have my Bible right here. Okay. And I'm going to read us um, verses 10 through 15 in 1 Corinthians 3. Because it kind of dovetails with this a lot. And I think yeah. it's a really important one. So this is what Paul says in 1 Corinthians. Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. But whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have. Jesus Christ. Mm. So that's the foundation. And if we're attached to the vine, if we've chosen the vine, yes. we have chosen Christ. Right. Anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials. Gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, <laughs> straw. But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. Mm. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved. But like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. Wow. Isn't that something? That is We've intense. been given Christ. Yes. That's the foundation. We're to build on it. We're to bear fruit. Mm. If we don't bear fruit, we will still be saved. But as through fire, mm. we, want, we're, we want the well done. You we know? do. We do. And somehow in heaven, it's going to matter what work we did. We'll yeah. still get there. Right. It'll, it will still be loved and all this stuff. But we need to produce for him, you know. And right. we're, we're so in this ministry about resting, which he lets us do, and yes. nestling clothes, which is so sweet. But he also asks us to bear fruit, and mm. he, he means it. Right. I guess that's what verse 6 says to me. I mean it's it. a suggestion. I mean it. Right. Like, you, oh, if you're cozy, you can bear some fruit. Right. You need to bear fruit. You need to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Or you'll wither, and mm. you'll have nothing to show for yourself when you get to heaven. Yeah, that's And you'll good. get there, but as through fire. Mm. I don't even want to think about what that means. No. So. Did you, you were, were you there this Sunday when Pastor Eve showed that little clip about... Yes, Francis, I was thinking yes. of that too. The Francis Chan clip yes. where he's like, instead of walking on the balance beam and everything, <laughs> he's clinging to it, just trying to not fall off. Right, just do a nice, safe... Yeah. 
you know, easy life, and then you stand before the Lord and go, ta-da, with your arms up, and... And you've like, done nothing. You've done nothing. Yeah. Just, and that was so convicting. So oh, my convicting. goodness. Yeah. And I feel like we should really take that from this as well, you know, yeah. if you're yeah. not willing to be pruned and bear fruit. That does not sound fun. I don't want to be withered and no. thrown away. No, I'd rather be pruned. Yeah. I don't want to be chopped off. No. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. You may prune me. Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So, how do we avoid <laughs> this? I like verse 7, because it gives us a little bit of a... Like how to avoid six. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. If we stay attached to the vine, to the living water, the power that he gives us to do what he calls us to do is limitless. Anything we want, it will be granted. We forget that we have that untapped power of the Holy Spirit living in us. Absolutely. And if he calls us to bear fruit, He's actually producing the fruit. It's not us. We're just mm-hmm. hanging out, growing it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and abiding. We're abiding. Yep. Sucking up the <laughs> yes. nutrients. That's it. Give me more nutrients. Yes, but we're not. That's so so true. it's him that does the that does the growing and the increase. Yeah. So even through that, it requires us still just to remain to be there and to grow with him. And he still he produces the fruit. He does it. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's not stressful. Right. We just have to stay close. <laughs> right. That's we don't have all. to sit here and try to say, well, what fruit do I need to produce specifically? Yeah. It's not a God panic thing. Yeah. Right, right. Which is good. Yeah. It is very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Verse eight. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. Mm. Oh, my goodness. He wants us to produce much fruit. And those are the ones that are his special disciples, right? Yes. They're the ones that bring glory to the Father. Jesus spent his whole earthly life desiring to bring glory to the Father. Mm. And a disciple is a follower. They do what the rabbi does. Right. So we also want to bring glory to the Father. And how do we do that? By staying attached to the only one who can produce the fruit through mm-hmm. us. And then we can be just as amazed when the little grapes show up right. as anybody, right? Because we know we had nothing, nothing to do with it. <laughs> except staying tree. close. Like, wow, look at that fruit. So That's there's so no funny. pride in it. Right. It's when we walk away that we wither. That's true. It's, uh, so there's just this humble, use me, Lord. Yeah. Just use me. And if you want to use me in Mom's Prayer, great. If you want to use me taking care of one older man mm. who needs a lot of care, yeah. use me. It's up to him it what is. kind of fruit we're going to bear in which seasons mm-hmm. of life. So That's so yeah. true. That reminds me of the, the jars of clay where he makes us, and he decides what we're used for. Some That's are right. probably to hold pretty flowers, and some were used as chamber pots. So yep. God chooses where to use us and when, and we just have to be That's right. And we just, we're just the pot. Them. Yep. <laughs> just a little old pot. <laughs> so verse 9 says, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. That's a great love, isn't it? Yes. He loves us as much as God loves him. That's huge love. As a father to a child, like we love, you have children, you know, I have children that love, that mother's love is so strong, but God's love is pure and he is love. So his love is a hundred times more strong than our Um, love could be. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. So that's really cool. And then I see the remain in my love, like, well, what does that mean? But verse 10 kind of explains what that means. Like, what does it mean to remain in his love? How do we remain in God's love? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm going to read verse 10. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, Mm. just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. Jesus on earth walked in obedience. He did. To the, in fact, death. Yeah, until death, which he's about to have. And he's in the garden saying, if there's any other way, Take this cup from me, mm. but not my will. 
because Jesus' will at that point, his human will was, no, 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 no. I do not want this. But he wanted God's will more. Hmm. It's so beautiful. So we need to obey. The way to stay near, the way to remain is obedience. Mm -hmm. Sin separates us from him. Bitter hearts are made proud, and God is not close to the prideful, Mm -mm. right? You know, and and the unforgiving, he's pretty clear that we need to have soft hearts toward Mm -hmm. him and obedient hearts. To stay close to God, we have to be always um, confessing sin mm. and and getting back to where we need to be with him. And he he's he welcomes us over and over, but we do need to walk in obedience, mm. or we're going to be far away from him. We just yeah. are. So and I want to be in his love. Being remaining in his love sounds like a beautiful place to be, even if it requires yes. some work and some obedience and confession. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're not remaining in his anger. <clears throat> yeah, we're remaining in his. Love. Staying close means we're loved. Absolutely. It's cool. It's worth giving up some bitterness. I think so. It sounds like a good exchange. Well, then verse 11 even, it says, I have told you these things that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. So obedience equals remaining in love equals Jesus' joy that will overflow in us. So again, sounds like a pretty good trade-up. Pretty happy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Bitter people are not happy. No. Unforgiving people are not happy. No. People that fly into rages are not happy. People hiding in their sin, not going to to confess to God. That's such an unhappy place to be. It is. Yeah. Yeah. There's joy in Mm. remaining with God. Absolutely. I love that God is a joy God. (laughs) You know, not a dour, must be serious Mm. all the time and feel you know, deeply about things, we can smile, we can laugh, we can be full of joy. So I love it. (laughs) So, okay, verse 12. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. Mm -hmm. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. Said right before, Jesus lays down his life for his friends. We are called, here's the pruning, we are called (laughs) to sacrificial love. Yeah. So that's verse 12. Mm. Sacrificial love is tough sometimes. <laughs> so 14 says, You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the Father told me. Wow, we are friends with Jesus. That is just so marinate amazing. marinate on that for a minute. <laughs> wow. Because just the... the to imagine him as a friend is, it's hard to imagine because you do think of him as so high and holy, yes. but he calls us his friends. Yes. He wants to be that close. That's amazing. He Isn't wants us it? to tell secrets to him. Yes. And get him like Tells he gets us. our good us. days and our bad days yes. and the little things. And yes. that always really struck me when I first came to Christ too. Is he, he cared about the little things. Like, do you really care about this, Lord? This seems so silly. Like, it's not a big thing, you uh-huh. know? But it's not don't cancer. friends care about little things? They, they sure do. enough do. Yeah. yeah. He's such a good yeah. friend. Yeah. And isn't this cool? He says, um, now that you are my friends, I have told you everything the Father told me. Whoa, that's yes. just really interesting yeah. to me. Yeah, that's the telling each other secrets. Yeah. Jesus Jesus told all the things. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Cool. It is. I love it. I love it. Okay, verse 16, he's being really clear. You didn't choose me. And they didn't. <laughs> Remember, they were fishing. They were selling. That You don't sell taxes. You take taxes. <laughs> they were taking like in <laughs> taxes. You know, all the things the disciples were doing. And Jesus was the one that chose them and said, I chose you. I follow you. So you didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit 
so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. Wozers, here we are back to, hey, if you stay attached to me, if you start to know what I want, Mm -hmm. you can ask for it, you can pray for it, and be given it. You know, if you're far away, you might be wanting the wrong things, and you're not going to get them. But if you stay close, your heart is aligned with God's, and you want people to come to salvation. Absolutely. You you want to let go of the bitterness that has taken a hold of your heart. Yeah. And you ask in his name, and he helps you with it. Oh, for it's sure. It's a beautiful thing. And he wants lasting fruit. And I, I just love that. I, I pray for that a lot when I'm speaking. Mm-hmm. Fruit that lasts, Lord. Mm-hmm. Not just, oh, that was a fun retreat. I'm going to go home now and forget it in two days, just some fruit that lasts, something Mm -hmm. that makes each of us that are there want to love him more, serve him better, hear whatever specific calling he has for us at that time. Mm. We want lasting fruit in the lives of our kids too. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's how can we have lasting fruit? (laughs) The last verse, this is my command, love each other. So we think about that. Like that's, that is one way that we produce fruit if we're staying mm-hmm. in him mm-hmm. where you know it, it reminds me of like when i'm trying to eat healthy like the first couple of days is tough and then when i start eating fruits and vegetables and whole foods i get a taste for them and i long yes. for those good point if we remain in god we're longing for the good things so we will ask in his name for what he wants us to ask for what's good for us and good for those around right. us right but if we're not if we're away and just eating junk food you don't want the good things. no you want more junk food you want more junk food yes yeah. that's a sad thing about it you have one piece and you want 17 more, (laughs) which is where you get into trouble with junk food. So it's kind of like the same thing with with being close to God. The closer we are with him, then he's going to give us that appetite for the things of him. We're going to desire those things more and love each other. It'll be easier to love each other Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we'll be feeding ourselves from God and that's the living water which right. is filled with love it is. and grace and mercy. It and is. we can pour that out on others around yes. us instead of just like growing in my, trying to grow as a little leaf in my angry soil by myself, <laughs> <laughs> eating junk food. <laughs> right. Oh, that picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. But to stay attached means love, mm. means joy. It means um, purpose. Yes. And we're going to unpack this, you know, season the, the purpose, the the fruit bearing, the the things that um, we bring with us into eternity, because we mm. sure don't bring our nice little house, right. right? Or even you know our buff bodies. They get older right. as we get older <laughs> and less buff right. <laughs> with age. But what we do bring is the fruit. Yeah. And I'm just so excited to unpack it. But That's let's pray the, from our introduction. Oh, heavenly Father, we acknowledge that you are the gardener. You get to choose what kind of fruit we bear. You get to choose what soil we're in. You get to choose when to prune us. That is your beautiful responsibility and our pleasure and privilege to receive it. And Lord Jesus, thank you that you want us so close that you call us friends, that you pour into us living water so that we can just watch with awe at what you do in us because we have remained, stayed, abided with you. Oh, Lord, during this season of study, help us to be fruit bearers. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for joining us on this new adventure as we explore what it means to live a fruit-filled life. 
Even though, even though that pruning can be painful, the joy of producing good fruit for God's kingdom is definitely worth it. Speaking of new adventures, we'd love for you to consider joining us in September for the Refuge 2023 retreat in beautiful New Hampshire on Lake Winnipesaukee. We'll have three days and two nights together, studying the word, enjoying the beauty of early fall in New England, and worshiping all together in one place. To learn more, go to sweetsilla.org and look for Refuge Retreat 2023. All the information is right there. We're always grateful for comments, donations, and reviews as well. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for a talk on discernment. How do we know our fruit is good and not bad? Join us for episode 96, Good Fruit, Bad Fruit. Have a great week. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.